When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. But also as well, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. We cover the world of fantasy football like no one else. So please go ahead and check out what we are talking about when it comes to fantasy football. Because playoffs are here for fantasy football team owners out there so go ahead and join us at inside sports fantasy football and he just appeared here now he was also a great part of our playback.tv slash acres fast break live coverage go ahead and check out what's going on with ox 1947 you know he's not a happy camper and you know they're not happy too but go ahead and hear what they're talking about anyways at lakersball.com Plus, he has a company that you need to support today, Simblades. Simblades with a Y.com. Also, as well, of course, our good friends, of course, Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet. You can find them at Lakerholics.com. More crazy Laker trade proposals as only Laker Tom can do. And you can find it at Lakerholics.com. Our good friends, including one right next to me right here, Lakers Corner. Go ahead and subscribe today right there for you. And also, Clutch Talk his great channels, go ahead and check out John Costa's great channels today. Plus also as well, Daniel Barry Sports Highlights, always a great channel to go ahead and check out, Lakers in 5, the John McCallion channel, and of course also as well, Empire Jeff TV and the Larry Lakers Dribbling Chit Chat. Please support those great channels today, and please go ahead and check out Magic Man, hosting the coverage every time out, right there for you on Playback, playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. And last but certainly not least, and my cheap plugs that I'm known for so well, go ahead and please like and subscribe. Hit the little BDI Joe right in there next to the big BDI Joe, and you'll get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air. Plus, like and follow us on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter. Kick, if you want. If you got the kick for us, go ahead. Follow us there, too. Go ahead and check us out, and please like and subscribe today at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Well, the Lakers... Coming in for a quickie, per se. A little bit of home cooking, but only a little bit because it's one game. One game that they have at home, at the crypt, right there, against the New York Knicks. Spike Lee in the house, in the crypt, after they got bamboozled by the Clippers the other night. You figured, okay, they're going to go ahead and play tough against the Lakers, but the Lakers will hand them, right? Well... The Lakers, after getting off to a decent start, unfortunately, by the time first quarter's over, they found themselves behind and never really got all the way back up as they just kept finding themselves 
finding ways to can fall down, just whether they couldn't even guard Brunson well or they just couldn't handle Julius Randle at times. A team like the Knicks, who has several gaping holes in their team, even though they're a uh, 14-11, just right around what the Lakers are doing. But they found the magic way to go ahead and pull out a victory. They went on a 15-2 run at the end of the third quarter to pull away by 10, and the Lakers just could not get back over the hump as the Lakers came out very lethargic on their offense, just could not get it done as far as their shooting is concerned. And only 13 trips to the free throw line tonight for the Lakers. Hit 12 of them, but still not enough free throws for a team that is dependent on it. 31% from behind the three-point line and 42% overall. And the Lakers meandered through a 114-109 to loss to the New York Knicks. They're now 15-12. and 12. Uh, Still eighth place in the Western Conference as I speak. But you know it's not looking good because all they, you know, Houston... Phoenix Suns and Golden State looking right behind them in the Western Conference. And here today to, to discuss this meandering game, so to speak. And you can throw it at the blame at Ham, throw the blame at players, didn't make the shots, what have you. Just an L's and L. Good man indeed. He is the guy behind Clutch Talk because it's Clutch, all right. That's for sure. Plus, also as well, Lakers Corner. It is the man. Lakers Corner. Indeed, it is John Costa. And John, great to have you here, my friend. First man up, first man here. I know that you said you're in a different locale today. Looks good to me. No problem. But is it because of the Lakers lost that you're in a new locale? Somebody threw you out of the house? Is that because mm-hmm. of why? No? No? <laughs> the, you know what? The, the Lakers start time was a little, a little later today, so my daughter forced me out of the room. I had to get in a different room. <laughs> she She needed to, you know, her bedtime but okay. uh maybe that maybe maybe the other room is the lakers lucky streak because okay man, what a tough game what a tough game but happy to be here as always best lakers post game around the world thank you my friend appreciate it happy holidays to you and yours my friend but very disappointing loss tonight because this is their only home game until christmas when they face off against the boston celtics you know you've got Chicago. You know you've got Minnesota. You know you've got Oklahoma City. Not a very pleasing road trip coming up. You Tonight, you really had to go ahead and get away with a win and unfortunately couldn't get it done to go 15-12, and 12, John. Tell us your thoughts, my friend. And this is the, you know, this is a tough game. And honestly, Gerald, you said it, you know, you, you said it best when you said that we got we put ourselves in the hole early in the first quarter. And that and that's honestly starting to seem like it's just a theme for the season. Every single, I wouldn't say every single game, but I would say the majority of the games we allow thirty to 30, thirty-five to forty points in the first quarter. Put our put ourselves in this hole. LeBron James and Anthony Davis will go and you know they'll mm-hmm. have a dominant second quarter, or you know some role players will come up big, and then well, and then we're right back in this game. And then sometimes it's an even back and forth game. But the issue is when you put yourself in a hole in that first quarter. You can't be having an even back and forth game. You need to have your dominant quarter yourself. And that's exactly what happened in this game. I feel like after the Knicks put up 35 points just in the first quarter, we were fighting, we were fighting from we we're fighting an uphill battle the rest of the game. Always. And unfortunately that's most of the season, my friend. Unfortunately, we uh couldn't get it done today. And I I you know, again, I, I look to Darvin Ham. I, I can't, you know, I can't put all the blame on him, but um, I think that some of these terrible coaching 
decisions, um, taking timeouts into six timeouts into halftime. Um, it, it, there's a lot, man. But I definitely want to hear what my guy, you know, Magic, um, Magic Man and Joe got to say. But uh, for me, I'm upset. I'm upset, man. L's a L and can't be happy with that. Magic Let Man. Let me ask you, you this, though, before I get it to Magic Man, who was next on the list. Let me ask you this. When it comes to the supposed NBA Cup hangover, I brought the prospects of it about a week ago, and I just was saying, you know, maybe watch out for that. Maybe last a game or two, whatnot. But Ham, coming back on the road trip, started making allusions to as far as uh, expressions that maybe that that's been the case. Are you a big believer in that? Uh, I think that, okay, the NBA Cup hangover, maybe a game like the Dallas game. But then again, they were close and could could have that game. Still no excuses why you lose in San Antonio to a three-win team, no matter how many players you suit up for, and then, then coming home and blowing that only game on this current that homestand. Yeah, I mean, that's honestly that's honestly a great point. At first, I wasn't a much believer of it. I was like, oh, well, it's not, it's not really going to be much of, a, much of a hangover. But then when we took a loss to the Spurs, who at the time were on an eight, I believe, 18-game losing streak, yes. where I was like, okay, uh, maybe this is a real, maybe this is a real thing because there's just no reason to be losing uh, to a team like the Spurs. And then tonight, like I, I know I shout out Anthony Davis, you know, definitely had 32 points, 14 rebounds, did his thing. But I, I feel like we could just by watching just the eye test, we saw him just get outplayed, out hustled. The Lakers had like as a whole, just by Isaiah Hardenstein. I mean, when I saw no Mitchell Robinson out there, I was like, oh yeah, I think it was going to be one of those AD. 40, 40 piece nights like how he did against the Pacers where he was just dominant had that look in his face when he took it to the post and knew nobody could guard him but this this game didn't see it we got out rebounded outscored in the paint there's no reason there's no reason the Knicks team without no Mitchell Robinson should be outscoring us in the paint and the only reason I could chalk that up to is the cup hangover so I'm I'm unfortunately starting to believe in it very much once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers, unfortunately, lose 114-109. to 109. And also here today, great man indeed. He heads up our playback.tv slash Lakers fast break live coverage and was very adamant throughout and just absolutely disappointed as far as the overall effort and focus by this team. Simply just not have had it since they've won the cup in Las Vegas. Great that they put up this banner. Woo-wee, yay. They you know left up the banner. It is the Magic Man, Sean Rice, the madman from Toronto. He did go out of Toronto traffic to see this turd tonight. Let me ask you this, my friend. When it comes to seeing that lovely IST banner and all that garbage, you know, I couldn't care less. That's great that they got $500,000. That's great. That's absolutely fantastic. Hasn't done us as Laker fans any good beyond that because what kind of Lakers team we've got out of it since then has not been a very good one, Magic Man. Yeah, absolutely, Drill. And just for the record, isn't it really more like because you, they all live in California, isn't it really like 250K? Doesn't yeah. California come for half of that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So um, maybe they have creative. No, 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 no. The championship. Well, maybe they have creative accounts. The championship was played in Vegas. Yes. In Nevada. So, but maybe they have creative a So the 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 quarterfinal and the semifinal were played in Los Angeles, correct? Right. But the the money was won in Nevada. I would check the the details on that. That that's different. <clears throat> Jack, Magic Man, your thoughts on the game, my friend. Here's what I care about them not getting taxes or whatever. 
They get paid. You should watch when... their language. <laughs> they get paid to win games during the 82 regular seasons games. That's what matters to me. And that's what matters to Gerald. That's what matters to John. That's what matters to you too, big guy. And <laughs> they're coming up short. Gerald, tonight was a dog's breakfast at best. Well, they had a and dog the, there. And, and then the third quarter, well. the, do, the dog took care. Of the, the dog went outside and emptied out the breakfast. That was terrible. That was, look, that zone defense that Ham played, that was straight amateurish, Gerald. Let's be honest. It was straight up amateurish, especially when you got Jalen Brunson just kicking your ass on a pick and roll over and over again. And Gerald, did Darvin Ham do anything to try and mend that problem? Did he ask AD to come over quicker on that pick and roll? So maybe he can give Austin a little bit of length for so Brunson doesn't have an easy path there. Nope. Nope. Did Delo come over and try and help out because he knew that RJ Barrett was was coming off that as well? Nope. No help whatsoever. Yeah, Austin got hunted, and he got roasted pretty badly, but he also didn't get any help from his coaching staff or his teammates. They all let him hang, let him hang out to dry there, Gerald. And in concert with that, Ham decides his big adjustment is going to go to a 3-2 zone to try and get the ball out of Jalen Brunson's hands. Well, he did do that, Joe, but you know what ha- ended up happening? Instead of Brunson getting mainly a lot of assists off pick and rolls, what he did was get a lot of hockey assists because, as John mentioned, you had guys like Hartenstein, Josh Hart willing to facilitate and rebound. They don't care about scoring. Josh Hart and Isaiah Hartenstein could give two you-know-whats about putting the ball in the hole. It's not really their job. But they did their job anyway. There was very little adjustments, I thought, Gerald. Felt like we were... It felt like a seven, eight point lead for the whole game, really. And I'm just frustrated at this point, man, because th- like three things are happening. I see it, Joe, with uh, with Laker fans. One is there are some of there are some of us who really do see uh, a dog's breakfast at, at at critical points in the game, and they need to make either serious adjustments or upgrades. Two is. Some of our fans are great at internalizing losses, uh, which I don't understand fundamentally. But I guess, you know, if, you, if you're optimistic enough to think that this group is championship level, I guess you'll you'll internalize a loss like this and think, oh, well, it's just one of 82. And three is just delusional out to lunch, thinking that they're just going to find their, their switch here. You can't. We talked about this time and time again, Gerald, and I'm really sick of repeating myself, but it just feels like we have to. There's no switch for that intensity. There's no intensity switch. You either meet the moment or you don't. There's no middle. You can't rev up your intensity and think you can climb back up. It doesn't work that way. It never has. It never will. And if you can't meet the moment, then you're going to fall flat on your face. That's what happened. Like, they are not... They are not meeting the intensity of that tip ball drill. Okay? No. 
15 and 12 right now, 27 games. You've won four first quarters, four, and you've had one tied. That's 22 of 27 games where you're coming out flat. Not good. Not good. Not good. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Uh, so you would watch The Tomorrow War before The Matrix? Yes. If you forced me down, you, I was tied into a chair, and I had to watch one thing, I would say The Matrix Resurrections. Really? Funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Yes, that's the only reason for the flashbacks, to remind you what a good Matrix movie was. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. It is Magic Man Sean Grice, a great part of our coverage. Please go ahead and check out his great hosting skills on playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Also as well, Lakers Corner with John Costa. Please check out that and his other channel, Clutch Points. Plus also as well, Good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out every time he's at Ox1947 at SlakerFall.com. Also, as well, he owns a company, Symblades. Symblades with a Y.com. It is Joe Sorrow. And Joe, great to have you here. Wanted to go ahead and mention this as far as Arthur Johnson's comment in the super chat from Arthur Johnson says, with winning the tournament, they cautiously made the B lines to the rim. Few threes. They're not uh, they're not Golden State Warriors. Why not play to their strength and not weaknesses? Your thoughts on that, my friend, and how it correlated to tonight's game? Because that takes more energy to do. Three-point shots are less energy usage shots. The excuse coming from your head coach is all you need in exactly who that guy is. When your coach is giving you excuses for why they stink, you know right away that's no leader, that's no head coach. That's an assistant coach for life. That's someone that should be counseling certain players who make bad decisions the night before, not not counseling professional basketball players and how to run a system and when to make decisions a certain way. First of all, the Lakers played six out of the seven games in the tournament that mattered. So... Spare me the bull about running out of gas or putting a lot of effort in that thing. Those are regular season games. You have to play those games, and they count. The only game that didn't count is the title game. And if one 48-minute title game is all of a sudden going to make you uh, uh, too focused on playing the rest of the season, then you need to just quit right now and stop wasting our time. And give me my money back on the money I pay for the uh, Sportsnet channel. That's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. It's a $3 billion contract that's thinking to run out in four years, I believe. But anyways. I think, I think around there, yeah. Just not soon enough would be my answer. Anyways, the problem tonight that was glaring more than any dumb decision that seems to happen game in and game out is I saw 
wide open shots missed. I'm going to attribute this loss to wide open shots missed. This is not the first time we've seen this team miss wide open shots. And I'm going to give you guys a little bit of statistical information here. You have three starters in a league where three-point shots are the dominant shot. Three starters who played at least 27 minutes, 38 minutes, and 39 minutes. Those three combined for five of 25. Now, if they hit 10 of 25, that's still not good. But the Lakers win this game. So the Lakers are not just not hitting their shots. They're terrible at shooting in a league and in an era where shooting is everything. And then you compound that with someone who just does not know how to be a head coach. He is a terrible head coach, not just from the system standpoint, from a leadership standpoint, from a demeanor standpoint, from a vocal standpoint, from a preparation standpoint. Believe me, guys, I know bad coaching. I've seen it for a very long time. And you all know where I'm going with this. I'll leave it at that. You all know. All you got to do is watch the last three Sundays, or I should say the last Saturdays and two Sundays, or Thursday, Sunday, and Saturday, because the a-hole that reigns on the NFL wants to end up playing football every goddamn day. So bad coaching, bad decisions from from coaching is a is a debilitating. It's just debilitating to a team, and when you're when you're losing the same way over and over again, your job as a head coach is to adjust. And if you don't have the talent to adjust, that's one thing. When you do have the talent, when you have two superstars on your team, how many teams out there have legitimately two starting players that are going to start in the All-Star game? Not too many. Right there, there's a there's there's a few Phoenix, uh, Philadelphia, yeah, Boston. Maxie's going to be a starter. Yeah, that's he should be. He He should should be, be. but I don't know if he'll. Okay, but you're still questioning that. The ones that are guaranteed: Booker, Durant, uh, LeBron, AD. I don't even know if if Tatum and 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 Brown will be starters in on the. You're probably Brown. Probably yeah. Probably just be Tatum. So bottom line is, you have two, not only two. You have an all-time great who's still balling, and you have a guy that's in his prime prime, and you still can't adjust. And you're 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 playing five guys. This isn't an eleven-man team where one left tackle that's not blocking can ruin everything. You have two stars on your team, and you cannot win against what'd you call them, Sean? What'd you call mid the mid team? Mid team. Yeah. yeah. Mid. And the, the mids have mid. been a mid team. Within a, with, the, with the exception of Carmelo Anthony for one year, for 24 years. I know it could be worse. You could We could be Knicks fans. In that time, we won six championships. But I digress. The point is... Clippers fans. That the Lakers... Worse. I, I don't really want to talk about the Clippers. I, I if, if we don't talk about the Clippers or say the word Clippers, it would be still too soon. But there's there's a... There's a ticker problem here with this team. They think they are better than they are. LeBron is supposed to be the leader. 
LeBron takes ill-advised shots every game because there's no one there to tell him not to do it. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is the Lakers, unfortunately, losing tonight, 114 to 109. Before I get it back over to John, let me ask Joe real quick. Kurt had in the chat, who would you want more as a coach, Ham or Roberts? <laughs> uh, is death the third one? <laughs> I knew, I, I knew he was going <laughs> to. Kurt, Kurt, you always love pushing those buttons, Kurt. Big props to you, my friend. Big props to you. John, <laughs> let me ask you this. Uh, I know Rodell's saying, yeah, Ham isn't going away anytime soon. Yeah, I get that. Ham is not going. He's got more years on his contract. The Lakers are not going to choke on that big of a contract. So, yeah, I get that. He's not going away anytime soon. But what do you think as far as – from your perspective, what do you think Ham may may have done differently to maybe alter the outcome to this game? I just think, honestly, getting getting AD in there earlier. Um, I, I I seen a lot of times early, early in the game. Uh, I seen when LeBron LeBron he had sat uh, for an, a lot extensive amount of period, and it was really just really just AD out there. And at, you know, at first, I was like, okay. You know, LeBron James, 38, about to be 39. I'll take it. We weren't, you know, we, we weren't really, we weren't really down by that much. AD was able to keep us, AD was kind of able to keep us in the game. And then late down the stretch, end of the game, now the roles have, now the roles have switched. There's about, I think, seven minutes left in the game. And Anthony Davis is still not on the floor. We are clearly getting, um, getting out-rebounded. We're clearly getting dominated in the paint and Anthony Davis is quite literally the solution to that problem. Like that, like that is, and I, and I don't want to misspeak here. So let me, let me pull this up, but I believe, yeah, I believe the Knicks yeah, scored 62 points in the paint. And you mean to tell me that Anthony Davis cannot be a solution or maybe even half of the solution to that? Like, and then we have we five minutes left in the game, still no Anthony Davis in the game. Um, so my, my biggest issue with Darvin Ham is rotations and it's it's it's, it's adjustments. You you got to realize um, what's going on out there and be able to make those adjustments on the fly. I think he takes just way too long. He the Knicks will go will go on um, a ten and zero run and then he'll call a timeout and then get Anthony Davis in there and. When we already allow 35 points in the first quarter, we're, we're already fighting back from a hole. He's making adjustments way too late in the game. I, I think the 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 staggering of the LeBron James and Anthony Davis minutes really hurt us tonight. Um, I say this all the time: a LeBron James and Anthony Davis pick and roll is, in my, in my opinion, quite literally still one of the most dominant plays in the NBA. Can't really be stopped, especially if you have. Um, hopefully some shooters around him for which right now we're sitting 24th in the league for shooting. So uh, not too many shooters around him, but I just think that the, in a, in a game game, win in a must win situation like this fourth quarter, seven minutes left in the game, Anthony Davis has got to be in there. LeBron James got to be in there. Our, our best guys to give us the best chance to win has got to be in there. And just time and time again, Darvin Ham is not doing that. Once again, it is the Lakers losing 114 to 109 magic man. Let me ask you this. When you see the amount of offensive rebounds, again, uh, 11 to 9, it doesn't look too much different on the scoreboard, but it just seemed like more to me as far as the number of offensive rebounds they were getting. Mitchell Robinson is out for several weeks due to injury. 
There is no reason why Isaiah Hardenstein should come in and get 17 rebounds like John was just saying when you have AD in the ball game. What is wrong when Isaiah Hartenstein is dominating inside more than Anthony Davis? Gerald, he thought a zone was going to be the answer to some of the issues that we had defensively, and he cook our zone got cooked like the Christmas goose. Dude, this is a serious problem with him and adjustments. Like Gerald. If you know that Jalen Brunson is constantly hunting Austin Reeves, what would I'm asking you now? You're the head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers, Gerald. What would be your what would be your number one adjustment? I, I know what mine would be. It would be a scram switch. Now, what would you do? I would just make sure I would, you know, if you, if he's not be able to get it done for you on that end of the floor to the point where it's that detrimental, and if he's not scoring. At the level you need him to get him off the floor, it's just uh, that simple. That's you can't do that. that he's, that's he's one, the only that's, guy that can make shots. But if he's making shots, then you got to live with it. But try to go make sure you got give him enough help or double or do something right. to go you, ahead. You, and, had, you had you've Cam Reddit, you've Cam Reddish, and Jared Vanderbilt on the floor. Tell me why you can't scram switch. Both of those guys are long. They're lanky. And they could disrupt passing lanes. Well, you tell have me, to, as me. a coach, enforce it. You have to. Yeah, tell he's got to tell I, and, them and, and, and this let is them a, know under no. And this is a big problem. I, I want everybody to kind of understand what we're talking about here. When, okay. when you're talking about a scram switch, what that is is the defense adjusting to what the offense is doing. The offense wants to switch your weakest defender onto their strongest offensive player. Now, most teams would make a scram switch. They would identify what's going on immediately, and they would draw up their second best perimeter defender to guard against the worst. LeBron did this a lot in Cleveland, Gerald. He did this a lot. He worked with George Hill. He worked with Sadrunas Ogalskis. He worked with Anderson Verjao. Hell, he worked with J.R. Smith on on scram switches. So he is not uh, he is not uh, ignorant about what you need to do there. He's thirty nine years old. He can't do what he used to do in Cleveland. So that means somebody else has to take that responsibility. But Gerald. You and I both know that LeBron is smart enough to see what's going on. He saw what was going on the last game when Christian Wood was getting hunted, Gerald. And did you see that long look he gave Darvin Ham the last game? He slammed the ball on the ground, uh, slammed the ball on the floor, and eyeballed him for about three seconds. I'm surprised he didn't do that again. Now, look, we all know that Darvin Ham is capable of making adjustments. He did it in the playoffs last year. But that was under a couple of different circumstances. One, you're playing the same team. Two, you have a lot more resources along with your assistant coaches focusing in on just that one team. In an 82-game regular season, Gerald, we know Darvin Ham is not a good coach. He isn't. He hasn't been. He, he isn't right now, and he won't be in the future. The question is, has he learned enough at this point to make the adjustments you need to make the deeper you go into the playoffs because we found out, Gerald, the deeper he went, the deeper he was exposed. So a lot of things need work. 
and we're tired we're t- kind of tired of saying the same things over and over again but if if i'm thinking this and z is thinking something like along the lines of a scram or trying to run some kind of hybrid three and out you or have to double, try something double, to make, double it try hand. something try yeah. something he didn't try anything except a mediocre zone that got cooked and again it was either him or it was I, I i can live with ad or lebron guarding up against randall i can handle that as far as if if, if randall's scoring against one of those guys but when it comes to what we saw where Austin Reeves constantly got picked on, he better scored on the other end is all I say. He didn't do quite enough of that tonight, but you know, he has been playing well as of late. Unfortunately today it was 20 points. So not quite enough to get it done. Joe, I mean, again, you said you don't want to take him out the floor. So what do you do if he's constantly getting picked on like he did tonight by Jalen Brinson? Well, there needs to be a secondary defender that could at least coming to help over force Jalen to make either a tough pass or funnel it so that it goes to a player that's less likely to make a shot you take your you take your chances with a less than stellar shooter that the Knicks have all over the place and not have him do his floater in the paint that he seems to never miss but the same problems that the Lakers have had for a while now are, are still there. Offensive rebounding is atrocious. Offensive rebounding is going to be the death of this team in the end. Because when you give a team a second and third shot, it's more than two points. You guys have heard me say that baskets in the NBA sometimes mean more than two or three points. It's sequences in the game that dictate momentum and emotion. So let's say the Lakers are up two. They miss a layup. The other team hits a three. That's a five-point swing. Now they're up one versus you being up five. That's how quick it is. That's how quick it is. And the Lakers seem to have those sequences a lot. I mean a lot. It's almost every game. And... This team is full of excuses. Bad leadership. It's bad leadership. I question a lot whether LeBron... Do you guys think LeBron's a leader? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I, I do think... I do you, think you, you, you hesitated. That, that should have been quick. It's like saying, is this guy a Hall of Famer? And then you're like, hmm, the answer is no. So... I'm going to use an analogy here from another athlete. I used to hear from Steeler fans that Big Ben was the leader of the team after Heinz Ward retired, Troy retired, which is complete BS. Troy was never a leader. He was a leader by example. I'm talking about someone that can embrace a team by vocally speaking and having the respect of the room. Ray Lewis, Heinz Ward. Uh, shoot, James Ferrier for the Steelers was one as well. Jerome Bettis back in the day. Uh, obviously, when you look at the Patriots, you had you know Tom Brady being the main one, and then when Rodney Harrison was playing, and Brewski and all those guys. The, the the Lakers, LeBron, I never felt had a leadership gene the way 
it's traditionally a gene. Some would say Kobe Bryant was the leader of the Lakers, but there had to be a secondary guy, which was similar to what Pippen and Jordan were. Jordan was the hard parent. Pippen was the nice parent. Kobe was the mean parent. Derek Fisher was the nice parent. That's There's none of that, at least, on this team. AD is not a vocal leader. LeBron does too many suspect plays and doesn't I don't feel like he he can like inspire doesn't inspire I don't see any inspiring traits that LeBron can 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 kind of get out there for for the for the team and maybe that's part of the era maybe we don't really have that anymore because we don't see a lot of traditional point guard type players we don't see the dominant big man that you know that people are like, hey, we're going to the, we're going down to the big fellow. I mean, you can say Embiid is a leader, but eh, not really. Jokic, eh, leader by example again. So the vocal leaders are are just not not what it used to be. And LeBron is somewhat of the old school according to what's going on now. And these are the times when you need somebody in that huddle saying, start making your shots, get your head out of your rear end. Why is it that Steve Kerr couldn't hit shots when he was in Cleveland and Phoenix and then he started hitting him in Chicago? What, there weren't open shots in Phoenix and in Cleveland? They had some good teams back then. Why was he making it then? And a lot of times I think there's certain people that need to have their a foot in their, you know, coming towards their way to get them to kind of say, hey, we're going to get you a ball. We're going to get you a ball. You got to make that shot. And then when you're in practice, hey, why are you only taking 50 shots today? Dude, you should be taking 200 shots. None of that is going on. So how are you going to improve? The only way you improve is by getting more talent. Problem is you have a collective bargaining agreement and 50 billion rules that you need to be a NASA scientist to figure out, to make it work. Everything is being geared so that you don't make one trade without having to think about every math problem on the planet to get it done i understand what joe's saying i i'm just like even if you did have a leader like in that locker room given the gipper speech like can't turn van can't turn vando into a three and d player can't turn cam reddish into uh a scorer gerald you can't force darvin ham to play Rui hashimura more than 17 minutes a game, which is what he's averaging the last six, Gerald. You can't bleed. You can't get blood from a stone. I understand what Joe's saying, but even if you had a Vernon Maxwell or a Marcus Smart in that locker room, what make what makes you think that would that would in any way influence Dar- the way Darvin Ham coaches, Joe? A bad. I don't coach. think so. I don't think it would. A bad coach can be masked to some degree when you have amazing leadership on the court. Are you but, talking like a Udonis Haslam, Joe? What are you talking? Uh, maybe. Because when you say, like, like I'll be honest. when you No, say, no, it's got to be someone who's a star. Udonis okay. Haslam's leadership, with all due respect to Udonis, and that guy wasn't doing jack shit. 
for five but he years. was he was he was the spiritual and emotional That's leader fine. of that yeah. of that Miami Heat I need team. someone it wasn't, that can... it wasn't yeah but what you're saying what you're saying is that you need your 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 emotional leader to be your best player. That's tough. That's you tough. have you to have tough. at least the, the dual leadership thing. Like I told you, Pippen, Jordan, Pippen was That's the tough, f- right? But if not, well, Michael need- Jordan wasn't even, I don't even think you could define him mm, as I, that guy. As what? I, he wasn't the emotional leader in that locker room. He wasn't. Him, him berating Scott Burrell in the locker room isn't him being an emotional leader? Okay. The kid born in 99. You, would you ever know who Bill Winnington is if it wasn't for Jordan? Would you know any, Would you know? Well, he what, he's is? Canadian. Would you know who Je- John Paxson is? Would you know who B.J. Armstrong is? Can I give a counter to that? Would you know who Chris Anderson is, Nor- Norris Cole, Mario Chalmers, a lot of these players, and LeBron? Oh God. Rio. <laughs> because <laughs> the, the the only clapback that i i have to that joe is because like when you were talking about other leaders around the league like you gave Jokic like the leader by example but if Jokic is leader by example like how how is lebron not because he makes terrible decisions on the court a lot and there's joe would would you okay that's no 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 Jokic doesn't talking about the lakers here we, we're not getting we're not getting off track Charles Charles Oakley was the emotional leader for the Chicago Bulls as long as he was on that team. When he was off that team, you can make that argument. But while Charles Oakley was on the Bulls, no way Jordan runs that locker room. He was a kid. Charles Oakley was a man. Okay. Men don't listen to boys, Joe. Men listen to other men. You wouldn't say that Jordan, his second year in the league, wasn't a young guy towards... The cocaine crowd that were men? No. No? No. No, you're wrong on this one. <laughs> your play is your is the man. The guy that's whooping your ass is the man. Because they when try to pull that. Cedric Maxwell. Guess what? Cedric Maxwell and those cats try to pull that crap against Larry Bird. When you're 21 years old. Larry Bird had to drop their ass When you're 21 years old, you sit in the passenger seat. No, don't sit in the driver's that's not seat. True. You don't drive the bus. Not if they're you whooping don't drive your ass. The bus. Not if they're kicking your ass in the court. You have no say. Go ask Larry Bird his rookie season. Go ask him. Cedric Maxwell and that crew. Talk about the cocaine train. Those guys didn't give two crap about winning. The ad, you're, that's, in honor that's, of that joke, do a line right now for me, please. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my I'm God. Kidding. I'm kidding. Carol, do do not. Oh God, dear. I will not advocate doing drugs on this. Show. You know, he's already said he did. We will never do. He's never done drugs, and we'll never do drugs. He's the most anti-drug person I know. Amazingly enough, with his anger issues. So, yes. Mm-hmm. I have anger issues, according to you. My anger issues are a weapon. And let let's let's not forget something. Okay. It, it, what he what he. What he said is very valid. What he did say was very valid. But let's remember one thing. The first time the Boston Celtics won their championship, Gerald, in the 80s, who was the MVP of the finals? Which was BS. 
it was Cedric Maxwell. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't Larry Bird. Yeah, that should have gone to Larry Bird. That, that's dumb. It's like giving. Uh, They'll even tell you that in Boston. It's like giving. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Andre Iguodala. Andre Iguodala. Yeah. At fifteen. Like really, Iguodala? Really? <laughs> Come on. You get you. You're really gonna make the finals without Steph Curry? But, but Gerald, <laughs> I just uh, I just put that shot chart back up. Um, Torian Prince is leveled off again. Um, we have the great Torian Prince the past uh, nine games and the past couple. He's reverted back to not by the three, die by the three, mm-hmm. three of 13 from beyond the arc. Missed a lot. And to be fair, a couple of those were in and out. Like, but it's that's just... what shooters are magic, man. That's what shooters do for the behind the line. You know, Laker Tom, all he cared about yesterday on yesterday's show is that Lakers need to bring in someone that because you know just up the ante on the threes. He could just shoot more threes, shoot more. He never said make more threes. He just said this team needs to shoot more threes because we're one of the worst teams. Well, and I'm sure after, after just after need grabbing... to shoot more threes. Doesn't matter if you make them, just as long as you shoot a magic man. And I was actually pointed it out that he all he cares about is just shooting more threes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. It's a Northern California bubble. Yes. Doesn't matter if you make them. Okay. The question as... is who, what, how are you going to get these miraculous shooters? With they what? All from the sky? With D'Angelo Russell? Every time I saw, every time I saw D'Angelo guard Reddish, I'm sorry, not Reddish. Um, Brunson? Brunson. Not Brunson. Uh, Barrett? Uh, Quickly. Barrett. It looked like he was just doing this. <laughs> Who's going to take him on and give us a shooter? Who? <laughs> Tell me. You're going to have to throw in Austin Reeves in these trades with D'Angelo if you want to get anything back of value. But then you're creating a lateral movement at that point, right? The Lakers have no chance at any legitimate third guy or a shooter that would make shots that when we need it, unless there's a massive issue with some team and their player going, I want to go to LA or I'm doing this, which really there's no guy out there anymore that does that. No one really does that anymore. And I agree with you to a certain extent so that's why you know and, I, and I've, I've talked this about about this on the show a lot of times with you guys like let if we can't get that third guy then like f it let's just commit to what we have like because in in theory bringing in Torian Prince like this man shot almost 40 percent from three point last last season clearly it's not working right now but I mean you're gonna miss every shot you don't take in theory this is what this is what we bought you in for for when we're coming downhill and LeBron James is now drawing the defense and now we're kicking out to a shooter in the corner. Do you remember last year with Jared Vanderbilt? Like he was supposed to do that and he was that three and D guy, but could not knock down that corner shot. And when theory, we bought Torian Prince to knock down that corner shot. It hasn't gone down so far. Like we're like 30, 30 ish games to the season now. But I, I, so I agree with you, Joe. It's like, yeah, it'd be great if we can get that guy, but, who is that guy? And unless a, a star is disgruntled, we're not going to get that guy. So and then if that's the case, 
effort. Let's just go all in and what we have and hope that some consistency is going to roll around because only, we've seen the good days. Yeah, there's only one way this team wins a championship, and the, that's going to be AD and LeBron going uh, Mach 5, 15, 20, and playing 40 to 42 minutes a game in the playoffs. Which we can do, which as long as our team can get us to at least a top four seed, mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, the plan is. But just I've don't be surprised confident. if LeBron comes up lame in the Western Conference Finals or That's AD. Been working yeah. out too much. Again, it's the same scenario. We're seeing deja vu. Joe sees this. I see this. The reason why Joe was saying that he, you know, try to limit LeBron's minutes to 28 and 29, which I know was a dream in and of itself and it lasted all of one game was the fact that we see him turning 39 later this month. It's going to be so hard for him and AD to do this over and over again where they have to continue to fight uphill. They're going to be, what, around the the trade deadline or late into February or into early March, and they're going to be in, what, ninth place in the Western Conference again, trying to battle and claw and scratch their way to a better slot up, and then they have to be in the play-in. Right now, they'd be in the plan. So now they have to fight just to get into the first round. It's deja vu all over again. We're saying that the Lakers need to go ahead and apply themselves, focus themselves, and have a better coaching staff around them to uh, put this team in a better position going forward. It's not about, okay, yeah, the Lakers are doing fine or the Lakers are just doing fine. Oh, they'll come around to it. It's about winning these games now that they can easily under other circumstances, take. They should have won in Dallas. They should have won Friday night in San Antonio. And you know what? Had they been focused, they should have won here. Because you know what's coming up on the schedule? As I spoke to you, John, earlier, this road trip, Chicago. Are they going to win in Chicago? Well, Chicago just won at Philadelphia you know, tonight. So they may not be a pushover like we think they are. Then you go into Minnesota, the best record in the NBA at home. And then the next night you have, oh, by the way, Oklahoma City, who's in the top. What Are they still second place in the Western Conference, Sean? Yes, sir, mm-hmm. second place. So there you go. And then again, by the way, did I mention to you that you have the Celtics on Christmas and before the end of the year, like right around LeBron's birthday, you go back to Minnesota as a, birth- as a birthday present slash Christmas present to LeBron once again. So it doesn't get any easier for us out there. So that's why we say you have to win these winnable games now to pad your record. The good teams do this. They make it easier on themselves. Denver feasted on us in the playoffs because we were a tired, gassed out team. Yeah, of course, there was some out coaching done. Yeah, of course, some players didn't step up to battle, but LeBron and AD were clearly taxed. And if you guys can't realize that, that we're going through that same scenario again. That's what I am concerned with right now. And I know Joe, when he says stuff like that, he is concerned about it as well. Magic Man, do you concur with us? Or do you, you know, do you see something different as far as what's out there, my friend? No, that that was pretty much on point, Gerald. I shoot out every one now and then. I just, you know. Yeah, no, it. no, that was good. That was good. That was succinct to the point and had an exclamation point at the end of it. Well, so. it's just, it's so, this, you know, okay. They, you know, when I hear these, when I say something like, oh, Austin Reeves defense during the summer, ah, it'll be okay. It's no problem. I hear all of our fan base, you know, a lot of our fan base, ah, it's okay. Well, look what happens. Then we yeah. see 
okay, I think they're going to go ahead and maybe should not play that hard enough or maybe take a game off, you know, rest LeBron in some of these NBA Cup games because if you win the NBA Cup, you'll have to play an extra game. That's ah, okay. They'll be just fine. They'll be and, just and, fine. And I think there therein lies uh, a greater question, Gerald, that I have They, they used you. a lot Three. of energy going to Vegas and playing in Vegas, and I'll leave it at that. Which – leads to a bigger question that I think is more important. And I'll ask you, Gerald. So when most fans had that demeanor and attitude regarding Reeves and not too, not too worried about his defense, was that thinking that it's, it's not a really a problem because we know that Reeves is a resilient kid and he can fight through things or is that more on Darwin realizing or not realizing that Darwin Ham isn't the coach that maybe some people thought he was? Because I think that's that's a greater question. Because if the if, if the case is you were expecting more out of Austin Reeves defensively, I would say to you, I have a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn. There's a reason we, why we he saw, was not we, drafted. We saw, Yes, and we saw it last year with him struggling. Now, it wasn't obvious to a lot of people because they didn't game saw, plan for him. They didn't, they didn't game, game plan, plan for him. When he became a starter, there wasn't a lot of film on him. So he was able to showcase a lot of skills that teams didn't realize he had, Gerald. And then when FIBA. there was enough fil- film on him, we saw him struggling a little bit, and we d- and we called it out. It was it was in that beginning of March, Gerald, just before the playoffs. He was struggling a little bit, and he still couldn't find his uh, his uh, confidence in that first round Memphis until I think around game five. Kurt would like to buy a bridge. By the way, do you have Venmo, Kurt? Kidding, kidding, Magic mm-hmm. Man. <laughs> yeah, you have to deal with Kathy Hochul, Kurt. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> PayPal, PayPal. There you go. Uh, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, Gerald, you know, at the question it's, it, you know, because if you were, if you were thinking you were going to get more out of Reeves defensively, sorry, sorry, to, sorry about your, uh, your poor observations, but again, it's small, like actually, Gerald. Aside from the Lithuania game, Kerr actually made adjustments for trying to help Reeves. Now, Triple J really didn't help him out much, and neither did Paolo Bancaro. But that's another story. The fact is, Anthony Davis is a well-rounded defender, Gerald. He's more than capable of seeing Austin struggling and understanding what he could do as a teammate to to help him. I just don't think. That for whatever reason, Ham is not making adjustments. It's it's mind-numbing to me. It really is. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Once again, the Lakers do lose 114-109. to They fall to 15-12, still 8th place in the Western Conference. 
Magic Man, what he said was very pointed, very smart, and very astute right there. Plus, he gets to sell a bridge to Kurt Affair. What I want to ask you this, <laughs> Lakers Corner, I'm trying to lighten the mood. I'm sorry. I'm trying to lighten the mood of this loss. Sorry, Magic Man. My apologies. But uh, when it comes to the adjustments that you need to make on the fly, you keep on saying, okay, Joe's right. He's doing good enough offensively to stay in the game, but he keeps on getting picked on defensively. This is a continual problem. And so if you're going to have Austin Reeves out there, know this is going to be the case. Ham is not scheming to counter this. So what do you think he needs to do to counter this? Because this is continually a problem for the Lakers that they go at Reeves time and time again. Honestly, I think this is I think this is going to be a situation. Oh, where... and by the way, Kurt will buy a bridge from you as well, he said. <laughs> there we go, Kurt. But honestly, I think this is I think this is a situation where um yeah, it is it is tough to sit him because, you know, what are you, you know what are you going to do? Um but I do think that uh you know, I I I never I was never one of those Lakers fans that bought into like, oh, Austin Reeves is going to get better at defense over the summer. I was one of those Lakers fans that I'm like, ooh, yes, like we added Cam Reddish to to Jared Vanderbilt to Rui, to 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 Rui. Um, okay, so now we got these these three D guys who I'm hoping are going to be able to pick up some of the slack on 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 the defensive end for the Delos for the Austin for the Austin Reeves. Now, when we get the switch. I'm not gonna lie. Like in in that fourth quarter, it, you know, Cam Reddish was picking up Jalen Brunson right about at half court. RJ Barrett, we keep coming, set that pick, and then they'd have to uh, they'd get the switch on um, on Austin Reeves, and then Jalen Brunson would go to work. I think we're, we're to the point where you know I agree with Joe to where we can't take Austin Reeves out, but we can't. We also can't have that switch be constantly happening. So we gotta you gotta have Austin Reeves at least be able to hedge enough to where uh, Cam Reddish can have time to be able to get over the screen and get there uh, because at the end of the day, we can't take him out. So, because then we'll be on, on a predicament on the, on the offensive end. But I do think that, um, that we also can't just keep letting these, you know, these, <laughs> these ISO balls happen. So I think just uh, honestly, it's the same thing I say with Luca, you know, Luca's a terrible, t- terrible defender, but if you can just play defense enough to at least just stall that guy, to where our primary defender can at least be able to get back, that's you know that's about that, that's about all you can all you can wish for. And then for Darvin Ham, we just need him to play LeBron and AD together more and make those adjustments earlier in the game. I think Magic Man is right. Uh, I agree with you, Magic Man, and I'll get it to you in a sec, Joe. But I think you're right. Uh, the scram defensive uh, assignments and format is something Ham should utilize more properly because again, it helps out. Delo and Austin immensely on defense into where they're really, really bad and where they really stick out, my friend. Joe? I'm thinking. Well, this could take a while. Yeah, uh, Gerald, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I'm kidding, <laughs> Joe. I'm kidding. Like, Joe's a great sport. Joe is a I, great sport. Yes. Now, I, I'm sure he ran it ran it sporadically last year, Gerald, but I don't remember a lot of it. But yeah, he needs to utilize that and insert it into his defense. It's well, they're game planning it, now for it. Yeah, it's they necessary. Need you to start hitting open shots. Ju- they're 
they're adjusting to it. And hold on. They're adjusting to it. And as Gerald just said, recognizing that the Lakers don't run any scram. So we're just being murdered out there. We need to hit open shots. All Your right. NBA players, you have a wide open shot and you miss them a lot. They win this game despite the deficiencies of Darvin Ham's lineups and the deficiencies on but, defense. But Joe, he's been relying on Prince as our go-to shooter for the past nine games. He was he was he missed 10 three-pointers, Joe. This is gonna happen. They don't have anyone. Who do they have? Who else can shoot? Cam he can't had, shoot. He had Jared can't he, shoot. But Who he else? had no he had no legs in the fourth quarter. So this is what Darvin Ham does. He cuts off his nose to spite his face. Are you going to tell me that that Prince had legs in the fourth quarter? Gerald, they were jello, weren't they? Let's do this. He had played more minutes. Because remember, he he was mirroring uh, Randall's minutes. But go ahead, John. Someone needs to ask why Rui's only playing 17 minutes a night. Agreed. That's probably where you'll find your answer. I want to know why. I can't figure it out. I'm watching the game. I'm like, every time I see Rui hit an open shot, I'm like, okay, let's keep go. I keep this going, but then he never sees the ball again. So what is it? What does Rui do that he doesn't like? For some reason, Prince was mirroring for most of the game. uh, He was mirroring the same amount of minutes as Julius Randle. And I'm just wondering because they were not guarding each other. I mean, that much. Uh, Prince was playing more out on the perimeter against Brunson and, 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 you know, trying against that. But I don't understand why you played Prince so much tonight. Cause like you said, magic man, at the very end, he got gassed and it affects. I you think know, your shot biggest problem more. honestly is what Darren's saying. I think Delo is the biggest problem. Delo should be getting those shots. He should be hitting those shots. Then if it's not going to be Prince Delo is killing this team. He's the Darvin Ham of this team on the court. I know it's hard for John to say because John is big supporter of D'Lo. Damn. It has nothing to do with whether you're a supporter or not. It's what's going on. This supporting BS that I keep hearing, what is this supporting? When someone's playing like dump, what are you supporting? I don't understand what that means. This isn't soccer. Okay, we don't say transfer when we're trading people. We don't say supporting when we're fans. Like, this is America, okay? Let's talk normal here. When a guy sucks, I don't care who you're supporting, unless it's his family and friends, they get the, you know, they get the jail, get out of jail free card on that one. But for observers like us, when you're constantly watching your guy go like this, and then you're nowhere to be found on open threes, they're relying on someone who's making $2.7 million dollars that they got this summer, then what? What are you there for? For a couple fancy elbow shots in the first quarter? We need your ass in the fourth quarter, not in the first. John, I mean, you Look, are a fan of D'Lo, as you have I, stated. I've, st- I've, sta- I've stated this before. I mean, I feel like you guys know know my, my stand on this. Yes, the shot making is inconsistent, but – we have to take the bad with the good. Like, do we see the the offense that he opens up for us allowing LeBron to run the lanes? Like, we really have to realize, like, if we get rid of D'Lo, who, like, let's say we bring in a, a good defensive guard, 
that defensive guard is not going to be the same playmaker that D'Lo, that D'Lo is. He's not going to be able to get AD them easy buckets off the pick and roll. He's not going to be able to get um, players like Christian Wood, who he cannot go get a shot by himself. You know how he's going to get a shot when he runs a pick and roll with D'Lo and D'Lo puts the ball where only he can get it. You know what D'Lo does for us? Allows LeBron to be able to run the lanes. Like LeBron at 38, running downhill, no, nobody's still stopping that. And D'Lo is about the only part, only, only player on this team, I'll be honest with you, that almost every time down court gives LeBron a perfect, a perfect pass on the lane. And LeBron goes down court too big, too strong. His inconsistency on offense, I, I feel you. I, I really feel you on that. But like I said, you just have to take the bad with the good because unless we go get – and defense because if he's not shooting well like he has in the past week, and as Joe says, you know, a matador type defense where it's, you know, watch like a car crash watching it go by. Today was me. today. I mean, to, today wasn't as bad. Three or six, three or six from the field, fifty percent. You know what I'm saying? Actually, he he had a he had a positive effect on the game. Actually, John, if you uh, look at the tweet here. Uh, the D'Lo plus AR Prince Vando AD unit to end the second in 18-6 LA run to get the lead. And D'Lo had six points and two assists. The non-D'Lo Lakers unit to close the third. Knicks went on a 10-2 run, which included an 8-0. And LA was down 10. That was the game at the end of the third to me. But then I'll convert, I'll get it back to what I said to John back when you were first interviewed me on his channel. And that refers to why did D'Lo get traded in the first place when he was a 40% statistical shooter from three, which is better than what he's done with the Lakers, was because that the team in Minnesota was better with him off the floor than on statistically. They've actually gotten better since they traded him and brought in Mike Conley as a stabilizing force for their, for their team. That's what we need in our offense. That's what we need as far as defense. That's what we need as overall in a team is a is a leader or in a stabilizing force. And whatever playmaking skills he gives us, John, he's just not giving us that something special that this team sorely needs that you're seeing right now Mike Conley give in Minnesota at this point in time. Yes, but who who's going to give us that, that we're realistically going to get? Like, like I said, unless we go out there and get Malcolm Brogdon, which we're not going to get, like, who who are we going to get? We're going to get a great, let's say we go out there and get, like, I guess just for, like, a guard defender, like a Matthew Dellavedova, right? Just, like, uh, this is what you do on defense. Like, go 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 lock down the other, the other point guard. Now LeBron is mandated to be the point guard. Now LeBron, de, LeBron is, it has to be the playmaker every single time down court. I love it, but now that you're putting a lot more miles on LeBron. You're asking a lot more of a thing. Cam's doing that anyways. He is. He is. He plays the guy 38 minutes. He is. I mean, may, you know what? Maybe, you know, maybe we're, we're, we're doing this this round and round. Let's just get rid of Darvin Ham. <laughs> Let's just get rid of Darvin Ham. We're doing this round. About oh, you would make Doobie. Okay, if we did that or if that happened, Doobie, I can tell you, wherever Doobie's at, would be the first person to go outside his house and you would actually get videos of him doing cartwheels going down the street uh, down the street because he absolutely hates ham so much i mean ham is just you see mistakes you see things if we are the the average fan when we watch him play back that sees things that 
he should be seeing as well because he's supposed to be closer to the action than he is. And if we can make these adjustments, if we can see these things, why can't he? That's the problem. Now, every fan base hates its coach or second guesses their coach to some extent. It's just we see constant mistakes like in San Antonio when you're crappy with the first team that you came out there in the first quarter. Why would you bring out the same crappy team starting lineup that you came out with in the third quarter as Magic Man was vehemently saying at that time on playback? And sure enough, the same thing happened all over again, leading to that embarrassing loss in San Antonio. Tonight, Joe could be right. It could have just been about making more shots, but maybe it's about putting those players in the best position to make shots that would have made it easier for them. I noticed they had a plan to make sure they closed off the lane when LeBron tried to go ahead and come in and drive to get some easy baskets. You notice Brunson slid over to go ahead and protect the free throw line so that he couldn't get through there. You notice the things that they did to slide over to go ahead and make LeBron's life a little less comfortable. It's just little things like that you see, and that's coaching. That's something that that you tell and instruct your players on doing, and I just don't see that enough from Ham, if that's the case, John, with all due respect. And, I mean, honestly, I'm right there with you guys. I Last season was, uh, you know, I was already questioning Darvin Ham and his rotations, but as time went on, I was like, all right, you know, let's give him, let's give him some more time. But as we keep going on through the season and, Players like Rui are getting 17 minutes a game. Players like like Jared Vanderbilt, when kind of when we need these defenders, aren't getting the time they need. Um, it, when when AD is is sitting with five minutes left in the game, and we're getting out rebounded by Isaiah Hartenstein. When and, Mitchell Robinson is not even there, man. I mean, I think these are just honestly simple adjustments that if a coach isn't making, that you know we we need to cut, cut ties with them. But unfortunately, I know. Genie's not gonna not gonna do that this season. Free smoke is uh talking like you, Magic Man, looking at Gary Trent Jr. GTJ. What's your thoughts mm-hmm. on that? How are we gonna get that? Hey man, three, 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 I would. Three, how how are we gonna get three, that though? Three second round picks will do it, Gerald. Yeah, for the Raptors, three Go ahead, second Joe. round. I'm not picks. you right now. Go ahead, Joe. Masai is gonna want 14 first round picks for him, so <laughs> there's no point. Three three second round picks will get you Gary Trent Jr. Okay. I don't I, I gotta believe that I gotta see that to believe it. Messiah's three, a clown. Three second round picks, yeah, you Rui. Messiah is Ainge part two. They'll, they'll they're they're more concerned about winning a trade than actually winning. And they they both got handed a championship by somebody they knew. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well what do you mean all right? I'm just we're just agreeing with you, Joe. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm not trying to be a pisser on you, man. I'm just trying to agree with you. All right. I was fine. talking to Sean. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Well, sometimes you get a little bit nastier in your mocking tone to Sean when you guys do your, like your mock arguments and stuff. So yeah. that's why I wasn't feeding on it quite Good. yet. So Good. Yes. All right. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro. Go ahead and (laughs) please support him today at Simblades. He's wearing it. Support me. Oh, I I told I I told you you could never make make many transfers together. (sighs) Go ahead and check out his company. By the way, football is football with the pigskin. Football. 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 The ball where. 
you know, you throw it with your hand. That's football. Yours, yours is soccer. What do you mean mine? I'm from the same. (laughs) What do you mean mine? It's from North America. (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? That's yours, Magic Man. That's yours, man. Deal with it, man. Deal with it. I'm not Euro trash. (laughs) I'm not Euro trash. It is, of course, Joe Sorrell. Please go ahead and check out his great company, Simblades. He's rocking the shirt, Simblades. Simblades with the Y.com. Also, as well, Magic Man John Grice. Please support him every time out at playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Uh, and of course, John, what you working on, my friend, coming up at Lakers Corner and Clutch Talk on your channels before we head on out? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I do got my Lakers Corner channel for all, all Lakers content. And then I have my Clutch Talk channel that'll be on. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, um, just dropping NBA weekly content and just weekly, weekly recap videos. But as always, appreciate you guys for letting me come on the best uh, Lakers postgame show around town, baby. Absolutely. If we're not at each other's throats, we're at your face with your with our perspective. Great to have you here. Great to have your insight, my friend. Uh, always a pleasure. Always bringing it. People are very happy. I've seen in comments where they're very appreciative of your the time that you're here and they're a lot nicer to you than they are to us sometimes. So that's all I'll say that you don't get any emails yet. You don't get any emails yet. So, you know, you've made it when you get emails, when you get emails to, you know, like we do. So that's what, when you, st- let me know when you start getting the emails saying you're wrong. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll let in you paragraphs, I'll let you know. <laughs> Not just in words, paragraphs, why you're wrong. I welcome all emails, guys. I welcome all emails. Send them my way. We'll love to talk. People will take time out of their day, sometimes writing six, seven hundred words to tell you in their own inevitable words, you suck and you're (laughs) wrong. You know what? At least at least they're passionate. At least they're, you know, they're here, they're listening, they're passionate. We appreciate that. They don't usually make sense when they do in those six or seven hundred words, but yes. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Yes, we do appreciate you emailing us anytime, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. Also as well, check us out tomorrow. We're going to have more great stuff for you. We'll have more thoughts on the Lakers as they head out on another road trip because the homestand today didn't work out so well. So they're heading out against uh, Chicago, Minnesota, and Oklahoma City. So we'll preview that. Magic Man, my friend, you did a great job today heading up our coverage on playback. Any last thoughts, my friend, before we head on out? Oh, God, Gerald, that's the worst road trip in the entire NBA. A back-to-back in cold-ass Chicago. And then you're going to even colder Minnesota, where if you watch long enough, you could probably watch a tree explode. It gets so cold there. (laughs) And what do they get when they come back home? Christmas Day against the Celtics. Yeah, the Boston Celtics, the 20 and 5 Boston Celtics, the 20 and 5 Boston Celtics who have played their hardest part of the schedule and are 20 and 5. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, any little tidbits? No. To Boston. Man. Kobe TV says, he's laughing, says, you all AD groupies. Okay. I didn't okay. say anything pretty, about ED tonight. No, I pretty think he's talking about the chat. 
Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, the chat. The chat. <laughs> well, what else? Who else are we gonna cheer for at this point? Man, right? I mean, he's our, he's our, he's what we're hoping on right here. He he goes as our team goes. Yeah. I mean, how many consistent players do we have on the Lakers roster right now? Two. Yeah. Two. 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 That's it. Yeah. And one of them. And even. Well, I was no, gonna no. say one of them is AD, and he's only consistent playing now. You know been kind of an up and down road to start off the season but he's playing a lot better now if only we had a consistent team to you know just help them out but we'll see it is once again the lakers losing 114 to 109 we'll be back for more insight as only we could provide it because we're going to try and bring you stuff any day we can every day we can Appreciate John again stopping by from Lakers Corner. Please support him. Support all the great channels that are friends of ours, including Empire Jeff TV, of course, Lakers Corner, Clutch Talk, also as well, of course, Larry Lakers Dribbling Chit Chat, of course, Daniel Berry Sports Highlights, Lakers in Five, John McCainlian Channel, all the great channels. And then, Ken, please like and subscribe. We were having a big crowd tonight. They love us more, Joe, in losses than in wins. Isn't that weird? Or not? No. Yeah, knowing us, that's not. What can you say? All right. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Lakers lose 114-109. We'll be back tomorrow for more fun and hijinks as only we can bring it to you this holiday season right here at the Lakers.